A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is He Said, Ella Dijo with Eric Winter and Rosalind Sanchez. Yeah. ¿Cómo estás, Eric? Oh, bien, bien, mi gente. Qué bueno. <laughs> Qué Or bueno. Me. Mi, mi mujer. gente, oye, mi, mi mujer. No, don't say that, mi mujer. Mi, mi woman, you know, the, my the, woman. No, but that sounds weird. You know, there's a, Why uh, does that sound weird? That's you know, proper. Mexican people like do that. They say, mi mujer. And I I don't know, it's weird to me. Why is that weird? Mi mujer. Because you know feels, why? Because you feel like, like I'm being dominating. Yes. Oh, you're my woman. It feels like I own you, mi mujer. But that sounds like you had a personal issue with that. It's I not, might. It has nothing to do with me owning you. Because the Lord knows I do not own you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you're clear <laughs> about that one. <laughs> that is awesome. That's looking for trouble. Looking for trouble. So I have a question for you. Okay. I discovered this um, it's a Netflix show. And I saw clips of it. I saw parts of it this morning. And I'm like, you know what? That's a great topic for He Said Ella Dijo. And because you're so um, opinionated about everything, I want to ask you, would you ever get engaged, marry a woman that you have never seen before? Hell no. Number one. <laughs> Number two, I know you're talking about, you're talking about Love is Blind because it comes up on the Netflix screen like they're pushing the hell out of the show. I guess it's, I guess it's well. a big hit for Netflix. You know, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, we're, they're hosting it, right? Yeah, they're hosting it. They're really great. We like them a lot. Yeah, they're good people. No, and I've, I've seen a little bit about this show as well. And just looking at a trailer, because like I said, it's on the Netflix screen every time I turn it on. There is no way. I don't care what anybody says. And I have this, I've had this debate with so many people. No, you're not going to marry someone you've never seen. I, people say looks don't matter. They're doing I it. don't. No, nah, nonsense. A guy got engaged it, after five. A couple got engaged after five days fine. of just talking. But then the way the show goes on and carries on, my understanding is now they get to see how they really do when they come together. And I guarantee you, I don't care how in love you were with that person behind closed doors. If that door opens and you're like, oh. What am I seeing? Well, you're, you're missing the you're point. Gonna, you're there's missing, no way. You're missing the if point. If there's no attraction, they're not going to make it. No, there's there's mind uh, attraction. Over matter? No. There's intellectual attraction. That's the whole point. I, and I it's believe... It's about telling you the physicality doesn't really 
a matter because no. everybody grows old and everybody changes. It's about your mind and your soul. My mindset has always been, I think looks matter to a degree. You're so shallow. Oh no, my God. it's truth. Here's the thing. I don't care what anybody says. They could be like, oh my God, I fell in love with the personality. Okay. Often when you see that happen, that personality also came with a lot of money. So wow. the money wow. is what helps that personality that doesn't help the looks. But you, I think personality matters incredibly in, in sustainability of a relationship. So you have never been attracted to a, a girl that after you meet her for months and you became, become friends and you guys um, spend I, some time together, you have never been, you know what? I actually, I like that person. No, I, I think Even though you personality don't find can make someone more attractive. But they, you will not, I don't believe someone's just attracted to a personality. If you're not physically attracted to the person to some degree, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's uh, going to work. You know, I don't you, agree with you. Really, you have to be physically attracted to some degree. No, you, you, you it have can't to, just yeah. all be intellectual and, and uh, oh, they're so smart. They make me laugh. I find them repulsive when I look at them. But I really am willing to overlook no, how turned off I am. But, I'm not but talking no, about repulsive. But that's the, basic, that's the bottom line. You have to have some sort of an attraction physically. I think everybody that fell in love behind that screen, if they see the person, they're like, oh, there's no way physically I'm attracted to that then person. It, wasn't it real. falls apart. Then the connection wasn't real. No, the connection was real when you were blind and then the connection started dissipates when they see the person face to face. Like it won't, you won't build off of the connection is my point. So what happens is, you know, I think number one, I think it's more of like a, you think I'm right. If you talk, no, I think if you talk to, to females, if, if, you, if you talk to women, we might have a different perspective because I think, I believe that women have the capability of, Finding somebody mentally attractive enough to be able to be like, you know what, I, I, can, I can date that person even though and, I don't. And that person's broke. I'm not talking about money. No, I'm, I'm trying to money. find I'm out. I'm talking how? about a, a, a mental, a spiritual connection. I'm talking about money. But I still think the person finds that the the woman would find that man somewhat physically attractive. If the guy has money. No, I'm saying if they don't have money and they do have this great emotional mental connection. I believe there's also a physical connection that is what's making it be sustainable. I don't think they just, if they are unattracted to the person and only emotionally and mentally stimulated by them, but there's no physical attraction, there has to be something else that compensates for that. Maybe they're good in bed. Maybe, but would they let themselves get in bed with somebody they're not physically attracted to? They will. For money. (laughs) (laughs) If the person's spoiling them, and Anyways. I'm not saying that's only women. I think men do that too. There's so, sh- men have sugar mamas and do all that stuff too. Okay, so you meet a girl and then you have a great connection with the girl and then you open the door and she is not repulsive. She's just kind of cute. She's not really your type, but it's doable. Yeah, and you it's love, doable. And you it, love there was her the mind. keyword. There was the keyword. It's doable. If the person was doable and I loved their mind and I got to know their personality, I'm like, okay. There is a physical, I have somewhat of a physical attraction. Their personality made them even more attractive. Have you ever dated somebody ugly? <laughs> well, that's relative, right? Like it's who people find attractive. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't consider anybody ugly. It's like if I'm attracted yes, or I'm not do. attracted. No, if I'm attracted or if I'm not attracted. I will tell you a true story. This is really funny. One time, and this is random, super random. I don't know. Am I going to be annoyed? Am I going to be annoyed? When I was in high school once, I was with a buddy. And we were like prank calling. I don't know, it's so stupid, but we were prank calling people and I prank called a girl right randomly, just like, again, prank call. Girl answers like, woo, 
cute voice. And it we played off this prank call for a while, which turned into like a three-hour phone conversation with this girl. There you go. Who, That's she a connection was at, right I know, there. She was in high school at, a, at another Diamond Bar High School. I was at in high school in, in Los Altos, right? Neighboring high schools. We spoke for like three hours, hung up, no, knew nothing about each other, actually agreed to call again, got in contact, had three or four phone calls. Like we were kind of into Did this whole thing. Did you ever meet her? Yeah, ended up meeting her. She was cute. And, and yeah. but there was a so i kind of played this game this netflix game i kind of did it over a phone i mean we didn't get married i can guarantee you guys she wasn't even that cute (laughs) cute enough like i said (laughs) the, the personality made the doable even better you know so basically but you're telling me you if if a if a a guy was not attractive to you at all you know what you're attracted to all different t- levels of, attra- of attractiveness physically, right? You have zero physical attraction to somebody, but they stimulate your mind, they make you laugh, and they are financially okay. You're cool? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's no way you're marrying the person. I'm not saying I'm going to marry the person. But you're going to have, you're going to sleep with them? I don't know. I you're not physically date. attracted to them. Well, but I'm, mind, I'm mindfully, is that correct? Sure. Mindfully attracted to them. <laughs> mindfully? <laughs> sure. Mindfully. What if they're super right. smart and you look up to them because when they open their mouth, they're very, very smart. I, I do think, look, So there's I do a level think, of admiration. No, I, so I do think that that plays out in a case where somebody has some sort of celebrity, Right. And that celebrity, maybe they're not the most attractive person in the world, but they, there's a gravitas and this power within the female or male, whatever it is, right? And they're super intelligent and charismatic and you look up to them and you admire them. So you start to fall in love with that idea of a person. It's not even about physical at that point. It's about everything that they're giving off. And I think at that point you could overlook the physical because you've fallen in love with something else. But again, it's it's a celebrity in a sense. I'm not saying in the typical form of like, oh, they're an actor, they're a musician, but there is, they could be a public speaker, they could be whatever. You're attracted to their aura of who they are and what they give off. And I think that can be, can be made, uh, can override the physicality in something. So the bottom line is you will never marry somebody, somebody that you haven't seen. Marry? No. That's get it, get it, crazy. Get it. This is a gimmick. This is a this science. This is a study. It's a scientific well, experiment. Well, it is. It's a social experiment, but yeah. it's working. It's a social experiment to see if people will basically try and build a reality TV career and <laughs> go off That's and be funny. personalities. That is too funny. Because we like to watch people sit in as test subjects. I have another question for you. Have you ever dated a girl that says to you, I am a virgin. I'm not going to have sex until I get married. Yes. And what happened? Well, we didn't last very long. No, we went. We actually oh dated God, for a long boo. time. You're no, we, we, oh my God! Okay, no, we went on for a while. We went on for a while. So then, what do you do? You just fool around with? Yeah, it's like you play a little game with just a tip. Is that what the wedding crashers? <laughs> oh my God! That's, that's from that's from wedding crashers. Come on. Okay. I didn't just make that. It's Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Great movie. I don't care. A little game with just a tip. Ugh. But <laughs> it's. I think no, if the tip no, go, if fool. the tip touches the tip is going in. <laughs> like who can stop? Who can be like no, don't continue. You'd be Come surprised. On. You'd be surprised. Oh well. But no, I think you fool around it. But that's that's people say that like oh I'm a virgin I won't do anything before marriage. 
and generally that gets looped into or lumped into sex, but they're doing everything else but sex. Then what's everything. the point? It's like there's to be sexual? Because that is how they draw that line. I, I don't know enough people that have been completely, like have only kissed, essentially, before no, marriage. No, I don't think that, I don't know. But I mean, if you're truly, you know, practicing, I mean, again, abstinence is not having sex, right? But then if you're going to break it down to oral sex or other types of sex and... So know. The Bachelor has um, this girl that I think she's making it. She made it to the top, to the last four, right? That's the deal. Her name is Madison. The last three, last three yeah. sorry. And her name is Madison and she is not having it that he was intimate. Well, I with, saw, yeah, I saw a clip. With the other two. She's like, I can't do this with you if I you were intimate. I can't do this with you. I, I, she has a point. She went on The Bachelor, first <laughs> of all. How many seasons has this damn show been around that you don't know that that dude, he's a guy. And he has a bunch of other girls vying for his love, and they're all willing to go sleep with him. Huh? She's on the batch. I'm not saying she should sleep with him. I'm saying that's good for her to have her own no, she walked, she walked moral out. compass. She I think like, it's I'm, great. I'm but you're on the bachelor. Like, what part of her thought that this guy at this stage was not going to be screwing around with other contestants? You've seen the show. Do you think they all do? You think every single bachelor on Bachelorette have unless, pulled around? Unless you come out the gate and they say this bachelor is a virgin, and oh, there was one that was a, it, yeah, a there was a guy, right? There was a Colton, Colton was yes. a virgin. So if he's that guy and you're going to go on that episode and that's what you're practicing as well, then perfect. And I think any girl that's out there going, I'm going to make sure this guy breaks on The Bachelor, that sucks. Like, I think any man or woman that wants to abstain before marriage, more power to him. I think that's wonderful. But I think if you're shocked... So you will not take a girl seriously if he tells you, um, I'm not going to have sex no, with you I would, 100%. unless you marry me. No, I would 100%. I fully respect that. I respect that choice. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you, you wouldn't respect that if a guy said that to you? What? That I don't want to have sex before marriage. No, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'd be I'll shocked be if you weren't. You'd be like, sweet. All right, cool. <laughs> You're right. This guy is not going to you know be bugging what? me every Knowing week. Knowing me, I'll be like, that is perfect. Can, we get like, can you give me 10 years before we get married? That'll be great. Oh, my God. That is too funny. Yeah, no, I think it's a great thing. I, I wish, <clears throat> you know, I wish a lot of uh, young kids today, especially us having, having two kids, I wish that that would be in practice more. You know, I was. Like abstinence? Yeah, I think as long as they can uh, hold out. But it's the way it is nowadays. Amazing. It's, it's amazing, but you know, things are worse than ever. I mean, Sabella is eight and she's already talking that I'm going to marry someone from school. I'm going, Sabella, you're eight. You know, yeah. you're marry everybody. You can't tell me who I'm going to marry. Have crushes oh, yes, I will tell you who you're going to marry. It's oh, crazy. God. But no, I just think when anytime you see, I, I think this is great reality TV, TV when they spin this and make it such a big topic that she can't believe he was fooling around with other people. Again, you've seen the show. It's not episode one, season one of The Bachelor. I don't know. You know what you're getting into. Um, let me ask you something. Is I don't know if I'm making this up. Am I? Am I? You make a lot of stuff up, so it's no. I possible. don't. Maybe it was a dream. Like is said. it? Is it true that The Bachelor is going to do a version of of old people? Of old people? Yeah. Oh, that is true. That's what they're working on right now. Yeah. No way. I love that idea, by the way. However, but uh, what? What is the age range? Like, could you? Don't tell me forty to something. Could you watch like some seventy-year-olds going and throwing throwing down in the uh, it'll be, it'll overnight be really hotel suite? Really freaking funny! It'll be so funny. 
Over, over 65? Over 65. Your mom can qualify. I am going to send your mom. I am going to send. I I, I will submit oh. when winter. Everybody know. Oh. ABC, you better cast. Oh, you she will. Uh, on the old Gwen, bachelor. When we're finding you a husband. Bachelor viejo. Bachelor viejitos. Viejitos. Bachelor viejitos. It'll be fun for us. You get to, she gets to travel, meet some people. I don't know look that this great. show's going to work. I it is going to work. I think it might work at first because people are going to be like, I got to see how this even plays out. But once they start getting intimate and you're watching but a bunch of 65 and 70 year olds making out on that? the beach and rolling around in bikinis. You don't think your father was getting it on with his fiance? And, uh, and he's why 80? Are you, why are you saying names? <laughs> I can beef that out. <laughs> I'm. Oh, Old people do, but is that what you want to watch on network television? Oh, can I tell you a story? Funny story. So my parents, um, as long as I can remember, they don't sleep in the same bedroom. It's really interesting, right? So they have separate bedrooms to this day. And maybe 10 years ago, I went to visit. I went to Puerto Rico. My brother, I have three brothers. I'm the youngest one, the only girl. My brother, uh, one of my brothers says to me, oh my God, you're not going to believe. Um, I came home. Um, cause I wanted my mom to make me some, some lunch and I'm looking for them everywhere and I couldn't find them. And the, my dad was in my mom's bedroom and the door was locked. We were like, and we were laughing about it cause I would think that they haven't had sex in 60 years. And so you're about to watch that on national television. No, but it's not my parents. It's fine. I can, <laughs> you're trying to put I, my I can, mom on the show. I love for your mom to be dating what? somebody. It'd be awesome. Yeah. Not on that show. Why? Oh, she's going to abstain. I'm, I'm sure really fine gentlemen will join the show. No way. They have gra- grandkids. They were entrepreneurs. You know, now they're, they're this their second chapter in life and they want to find a beautiful lady to spend the rest of their life with. Yeah. It's beautiful. Mm. Maybe they're widows. I say widowers. episode one does really well in the ratings and then it starts to dip. It won't. You know how many old people are at home watching TV and they're going to feel represented and he speaks to them? It's awesome. Okay. Is gonna is Chris gonna be the the host? No, somebody else. Susan Summers. <laughs> Suzanne Summers. <laughs> Susan. Jacqueline Smith. Some, yeah. Like a, like because they're beauty. older than Chris Harrison. No, because they're beautiful and they're available. No. Because they're beautiful and old and they're available. That's what you're trying to say. It'll, they'll be great at that. No. <laughs> Chris I'll Harrison. Be, you know what? I'll, I'll host at ABC. Just call me. I'll have a I'll have a a, a super laugh. Well, here's another topic I want to talk about because this, <clears throat> I read this and you know, I'm a huge Shark Tank fan, huge. And the irony of a shark being taken by an email scam blows my mind as smart as these people are in business. Now, it wasn't like she herself made the mistake, but she got taken by a faulty or a false email chain, essentially a, a hacker that hacked in, looped her assistant in with an accountant and she invested close to $400,000 into a renovation project that was all fake. I know. How would you feel about that? Um, I'll be so pissed. You have no idea. I feel like that was what our whole house renovation was like. <laughs> no. What are you talking about? No. <laughs> the process of being taken. <laughs> no. Don't no, say but that. I just think this is in this is insane. You will have a heart attack. A heart attack. This just brings me back to the point of when you tried to make me get an apple and white roses off of an email, how you thought that was somehow okay. What are you you talking about? This is completely unrelated. No, she got taken by an email scam. 
Okay. I didn't get taken by uh, no email. Yeah, you did. So, no, you so, believed no. the chain email. Some people did, and I'm sure they received beautiful angels into their homes. Or they got and they mugged released at the midnight. Bat. No, they didn't. Because they left their door wide open. Have you ever broke been in. scammed? Huh? Well, in our first episode, we talked about the time when she got an email chain from a friend of hers about getting a white white roses and a red apple and leaving it out and leaving the doors wide open at midnight so good spirits could come in because it was supposed to be great for our home. It's a beautiful thing. And lighting thing. candles. I said, well, who gave you this information? She goes, it was an email from, from Clark. He forwarded it to me and it was a giant email chain. Oh that everybody needed to do this. And she kept calling me a dream popper because I don't believe in these things. dream popper. Because I don't believe these things. But little does she know, it was a freaking chain email. No, but it doesn't mean that it's a scam. What do you know you're letting into your house? Oh my God, good spirits. Have you ever been scammed? Scammed? <sighs> Not knowingly. I mean, have you scammed me? In anything? No, never. You sure about that? But I'm plotting it. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you a story. Oh my you God, to scammed? this day, I'm so mad. I was, this is many years ago. I have bought my first um, Mercedes convertible i thought i was like it right you still think you're it yeah but by then imagine just a young girl single that buys her first car it was a big deal to me a week into it boom i have an accident now i don't care about the car anymore you know once you get the first scratch you're like it's not the same anymore the love is gone and it was like the, the right side the front right side was all smashed it was terrible so I was like, I don't want to spend the money, but I have to fix it. So I am going to, you know, Laura Canyon, the post office that we go to on Laura Canyon in Studio City, I'll never forget. So I'm pulling in with my car looking all ugly. And these two kids, Latino kids, funny enough, look at me. I go in, they're away from me. I come outside and they said, you know what? Um, we can fix that. It's going to be so expensive if you go to the body shop, especially if you go to Mercedes. My father owns a body shop, but we I, I, we know how to fix that. It's $500 cash, and and we'll leave it as brand as new. I'm going, oh, my God, okay. that's just This is what I always tell you. What, when, whenever you go for cheap, you end up paying more, right? So I was like, <laughs> really? No, scam. I know. That's no problem. Story. To make the story short, I called her man, my friend Herman. I said, Herman, I have these two guys and they want to fix my car, but I don't want to go my, bring it to my house because they're saying, just give me a garage and we'll do it at the garage. We have all the tools in our um, car, whatever. So I said, I'm going to go to your place. Do you mind? And these guys are following me like a lunatic. <laughs> so they follow me. I went oh to Herman. Herman comes out and they start dealing with the car. I'm banging the car. I'm making all these little holes. It was three hours later. It looks, it was like a sitcom. It was worse than the way it was before. So I'm going, I think this doesn't, doesn't make any sense. You know, it's late. We're starving. Can we finish tomorrow? This is my number. Call me and I'll come back so we can finish. But they wanted the money. I already have. I went to the ATM and I got $500. Oh my gosh. I gave How them, did you fall for that? I don't know. To this day, I'm like, I wish I was. I know. I was young. I, Wow. I know. Yeah, I have never. Awful. You're lucky you did not, nothing worse happened. That's no, not, And then I remember calling the number the next day yeah, was, and people were like, hello. And you're, yeah, it's it's Rosalind. I'm calling. And they mm, hang out with the phone. They actually gave you a number that led to them? I know, but I think and at some point the phone got disconnected. Because oh. I called for like three days. I had all my friends calling. I'm going to I'm gonna get to them. It was so sad. It was so sad. That's so crazy. I know, Barbara, I know how it feels. You just have to move on. 500, 400,000. <laughs> Very similar feeling. <laughs> Barbara, giving, we're... We, I'm giving you an example. <laughs> we, oh, my God. We empathize with you. And it was... I, I empathize. To this day, I think about those two little freaking... 
pendejitos. Oh my gosh. Porque eso es lo que son pendejitos. Hey, you gotta forgive. Remember, we were at church last week and you had trouble just forgiving the person that was in front of you? Now you gotta forgive these guys so you can move on. I haven't been able to forgive them. I need to work on that. Or the person that was sitting in front of you. Listen, we go to church last week. It's a true story. Oh my God. Rosalind's practicing all these New Year's resolution things, right? We get there. She's like, Eric, I really want to go to church today. There's this great message going on that about uh, dreams. Rick about got, dreams. He's doing this amazing thing about dreams and and setting you up for success in this new year. So she we rush out. We get to church. We get there. And she, it says clear as day on the sign when you walk in, no food or drink inside. Rosalind walks in with a full drink of juice and a protein bar. Okay, let me, let and me, I let say, me stop. I need that. Pause. Do, do you have Did a, you not? do you have like a little bell or something that can go? Mm. We need to get a buzzer like Courtney and Mario. I need a buzzer. <laughs> Listen to me. Did we went to the farmer's market. Thank you so much. It's my it's my turn. We went to the farmer's market. I got a juice. I had it inside my purse. Okay? Oh, okay. And, the, and, the and the protein bar was inside my purse. Okay. Did it go into the church? Nobody knows. It's did, inside did my it purse. I'm allowed into, to have food to smuggle inside my things purse. In? I can have whatever I want inside my purse. No, it says do not bring food. Do you or honestly drink. think that nobody there had a protein bar or a gum or I, a water inside the it purse? It doesn't say gum, but I'm not I'm not concerned about everybody else. Oh I'm God. concerned about my wife walking in with a food or drink. Nobody saw that I had anything. Okay. Cut to we sit down. She puts her juice on the floor outside the purse. It's dark, nobody so sees clearly anything. It's not there. Then she takes out it's super quiet. The speed the service is going on. She takes out the protein bar wrapper and you hear and I look and I go, Roz, stop. They're gonna somebody's gonna hear you. That's ah, fine, it's fine. No, it's out. And this lady turns back and goes, Ma'am, ma'am, you cannot eat in here. It was Rosalind so goes rude. zero to sixty, offended. Whoa. Have her say that to me again. Have her say that to me again. Watch what happens. I'm like, first of all, we're in church. What's gonna then she's happen? She's out of line. We're but in church. For, for telling Just you to follow up. the rules. Why don't, why don't you why don't you tell them that so so, so needless to say it it it, it, it destroyed so my whole service because i'm so annoyed at this point right because she was loud and rude and a phase of and when, annoyance and when Roz gets loud and rude she just speaks louder so that the person can like <laughs> possibly hear her which of course she's going to hear her because she's like well if the girl would just stop looking at me i'm like well you say it so loud the whole church knows what you're talking about stop being so like chill it was bad but the, then no but hello why don't you Skip to the next part. So then the the Roz reaches in. Okay. The next part was you reach back into your purse, broke off the pro because you couldn't put the protein bar back in the package. <laughs> you decide to turn your head towards me every time you take a bite so that she may not see it. So you already know you're doing wrong because you're still eating in the church, but trying to turn away from the girl. Oh then you try to gracefully get your glasses out of the purse. It bumps the protein bar wrapper. It goes, and the lady and looks, looks back. Again. And Roz goes, what? What is there a problem? <laughs> I didn't. I You're didn't in do that. Church. I did not do that. I just looked at her. That's all I did. You, you said to me, "You go have her look at me one more time. Have her look at me one but more time. Guys, Watch the scene I'm I about to make." I didn't say anything. My face, because I don't. I can't hide anything. My face said, "What? Say one more thing, and I'm gonna smack you." But I didn't say in it. In church. Anyways, I didn't say it. But then fast forward. Fast forward. Then what the happened? whole message becomes about forgiveness and moving on. No, I'm on. not talking about that. What happened afterwards? <laughs> Why aren't you talking about that? I am sitting down and what do I see? The little bitch whoa, has a drink. Whoa, What are you using the bitch has word? Has a drink, right? A tea. She has a little. She, she has a tea. Contigo mug, which could be water inside. We don't know. That's, that's, I don't care. It's no food or drink. <laughs> and she starts drinking from her tea. And then, and, 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 and what does Rosalind do? Oh, you can drink, <laughs> she can drink, super loud, while a service is going on. Like the guy is speaking, 
about forgiveness just, listen, and like I your just, goals I, I don't and your think dreams. You do that, Eric. There's ways, and, and I understand it does say no food or drink. And listen, I was starving. That's why I made you. We, we got there late because I was so hungry that I said, I need you to stop at the farmer's market so I can get out of the car, rush, and get this juice, and then we go to church. What if I'm diabetic? What if, what if I have a, a headache? But that's she a doesn't different story. Excuse me. Before, in the middle of church, you have the nerve to turn around with an attitude and say, ma'am, you cannot drink over here. Why don't you just take a beat and just be a <laughs> little ask, bit more quiet? Ma'am, are you diabetic? No. <laughs> don't say anything or just be quiet. And then when we leave, say, you know what, man, can you do me a favor next time? Don't bring food. It's not allowed. I don't be, oh my God, my apologies. You're absolutely right. Because you speak like that with everybody. I am very, I'm very polite. Yes. And I have good manners. A hundred percent. I will never just be in church. Even if I work, they're saying, excuse me, you cannot eat here. What the heck is that? Well. Am I wrong? You didn't learn anything from the service because you still haven't forgiven no, her. No, I didn't. And even I, walking Rick out, you're Warren, like, my whole, my whole service was ruined. It was, it was ruined. ruined. And I'm like, but it, it was, was all about forgiveness and moving on and well, putting I'll the get, past I'll, behind I'll you. I'll get over it. I'll get over moving it. Moving towards your dreams. I know. Sorry, Rick Warren. I think you're amazing. And I will forgive. Just that I'm a, yeah, it bugged, it bugged me. All right, let's Can take we a take a break? Yeah. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
oldest girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this coronavirus, Eric, what are, what are your feelings? Really good transition after a commercial break. So this thing killing everyone. I know. Let's talk awful. about that. It's so, awful. It's, no, it really is. What are we going to do? Because we have a lot of traveling coming up. What, what do we do? I, I feel like well, I, I want to cancel. Just read about the first case that was in, I think, San Francisco. The first case that, was, that nobody knew was here. And she had, had been carrying the virus for at least a few days before being detected because the symptoms didn't meet the CDC standards. So no one assumed she had coronavirus. <clears throat> That's the first person that actually just came here, that was here and, got, and had it versus being flown in and put in quarantine uh, I think there was one other lady. Did who she, got call, it. she came from where? where? Where did she get it? She doesn't know. I don't think they. I don't think she had traveled. I don't think she actually had traveled. She just had the virus, so she got it from being exposed to somebody. I guess. You know, I was I'm talking assuming. to Carly, a friend of mine, um, <clears throat> that is, she's a doctor, and she was telling me that the issue is, she said, you know, kids and and we is not a problem. It's it's mainly it's elders and babies. It's elders yeah. that already have a weak immune immune system. Those are the ones that it's very dangerous. Also babies, young kids. Yeah. Because the thing is, young kids are exposed to viruses over and over and over, and some with vaccines, so they, have, they build up a tolerance and immunity to it that they can fight, their body can but fight. But the symptoms are like a flu. You have a really yeah, bad flu. Yeah, but there's no flu vac. There's no, they don't know if Tamiflu works. They don't know if anything can be given to the body to help aid in the battle against it. So when you're little and you don't have any, very many antibodies, you don't... You can't fight the fight as strongly as somebody. So like what are we going to do about all this traveling that we have coming up? Well, I learned something else about, which freaks me out. Cause I was thinking, oh, we could just wear a mask. And then I went to the doctor for something else the other day. And I said, Hey, I'm going to visit my dad. He's actually in the hospital. I'm going to go see him for something. Can I get a mask? And I thought about just viruses in general. And we started talking about coronavirus and he said, well, these masks don't really help. None of the, the coronavirus is so small, unless you're wearing one of these professional masks that you see them using when they come onto a plane where everything is sealed off and it's quite uncomfortable and massive. All these masks people are wearing, <clears throat> the virus just goes in every little crack. So you would have to be suctioned to your face so that the virus couldn't get in through any side opening or else the mask does absolutely nothing. You're going to still get it if it's in realm of, you know, in reach of being exposed to. What are we going <clears> to <throat> do with all the traveling, especially with the kids? Because we have an upcoming uh, uh, a trip planned that they're both coming. I think these are one of these... And it's uh, to a part is, of the world that is actually unfortunately, on that is, direction. Yeah, but that's not really... We're not going over seas that far. But I, I don't think you can do much other than live your life and try to stay, you know, typical. Wash your hands, stay clean, you know, avoid being around people that are sick and 
you can't go into hiding. Not yet. Not until you're, you know, you're in a city where you get put into quarantine, then you have no choice. Like in Italy, 300 cases and they've been shutting down schools, shutting down public transportation, a lot of that. I think one thing about being in LA is it's not a big public transportation type of a city. So you're, you're not thrown into these big crowds readily, you know. It's so scary. Are you freaked Why? out? I am a little bit. I wasn't even thinking about it. And then this morning, because we have we have to travel, I'm going, is it smart to do that, especially with the kids? Um, is this, you know, at the beginning, to be honest, I thought it was a lot of racial profiling. You know what I mean? It was like, we are so concerned about this thing in China. And then I, I was I was like, is this for real? That well, is so dramatic? I think a lot of people thought it was even economic-based, right? Like yeah. you're looking at the government hyping something up to shut down I and know. break the Chinese but then I guess economy, and now I guess it's affecting it's for the real. world. Economy. I guess it's for real. So yeah, it's like why? You know, if why we have we any have doctors that are listening to the podcast that have knowledge on this, I would love for you to write us and give us advice, and then we could read it to everyone else. I think it's it's something that we're all just sort of fishing through, trying to get information, whether it's from the newspaper or watching the news. But anybody who's uh, in these regular conversations, I would love to know. It's almost like we're, it's like, like a movie, you know, like outbreak, you know, like we, it's those times right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's really, really awful. Well, Bill Gates predicted that in a, what uh, are you talking about? It was a documentary on Netflix and he predicted that what? a virus was going to wipe out a big chunk of the, of the world's population at some point. No. Yeah. I have to find the clip, but yeah. He said that? Mm-hmm. He said, we're not going to be ready to fight the virus and it's like this like they're scrambling to find a vaccine and it takes a minimum i guess of like six months to get a vaccine oh my god it's crazy so that's why you know this is a complete sidestep but this is why (laughs) this is a huge sidestep what are you you gonna talk about this is why i don't but okay i can't even tie this in naturally what are you gonna say stop giving archie lunch meat Okay, coronavirus. He's got diarrhea, Can and you you're giving him bacteria do- that are causing him to crap everywhere. I agreed to adopt this dog. And this is again. This is a weird transition from coronavirus, <laughs> but I want to yeah, get off that topic. That was weird. What, but seriously, you're, he's got an upset stomach. You're giving him things that he shouldn't be eating, which is how the coronavirus started, by the way. Eating things that probably I'm not shouldn't, him shouldn't bats. have been eaten. I'm not giving him a bat and a freaking shouldn't snake. Be eating bats, guys. In okay. Markets. Eric, Anyways, pause. Where's the buzzer? <laughs> I did my own buzzer. There you go. Let me tell you something, guys. Let me tell you something. So you don't know anything about dogs. So what stop. You... <laughs> I had a dog, Mota, that lasted 20 years and also lasted 19. For a whole year, I cooked for these dogs. Ground I'm fine beef. With that. Let me finish. Ground beef, broccoli. You know, I had two different uh, menus, two entries. One with chicken. One with ground beef. Ooh, Every you don't even week. cook for your family like no, that. No, I don't. I cook for my dogs, not for my family. <laughs> I don't even get food like that. No, you don't. Anyways, so I was giving them he- human food, like people food, because it was good for their liver and their kidneys, right? But it right? was bland. I, yeah. When you go to Whole Foods and you get the most basic turkey breast with no nitrogens and blah, 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 blah. So I'm actually nitrates. giving them nitrates, whatever. Giving them clean pieces of whoa, meat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Lunch meat are not clean pieces of meat. Well, you give it to your child every single freaking day. No, so what they are you don't talking like about? They don't like it. Well, but you were like, <laughs> eat it, eat it, eat it. So Archie can they have like it, it, but Dylan and Sabella my can have is, it. What are you talking no, about? No, my point is with Archie. You don't have a point. It, yes, my point is stop giving him people food. You're okay. like sitting on the floor 
You like I worry about the kids eating, and you're on the floor trying to force feed a dog. Going here, if I just put uh, no, lunch meat in there, no, if I sit next to the bowl, Guys, maybe Archie will eat. We're still trying like, to Archie figure. Archie eat when no. he wants to eat, and don't give him people food. Okay, we're trying to figure out. At least I'm trying to figure out um, who Archie is. You know, this dog is a rescue. He's been through a lot, but he doesn't need to be eating people food. That has nothing. I'm to do. not giving him His people food. His personality has nothing to do with people food. Guys, so if I want to sit down, I'm being nice to my dog because I noticed that he didn't eat in the morning and it's been 12 day, twelve hours of not eating. And if I want to sit next to Archie and say, Archie, come over here. Let me help you eat. What is some the big dog, deal? Some dogs don't eat two meals a day. That's a fact. We don't know some if that's Archie right now. Are, well, that's what we're finding out. Okay. That, that some dogs out. are grazers. Some dogs will eat okay. just one nice meal There is a, a company called Food Just for Dogs, right? No, Which is just, just... Just for dogs. Just for dogs. Food. Anyway, so they're <laughs> phenomenal. It's, 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 it's basically home-cooked meals. They cook it right in front of you. They have turkey. I'm they have pasta. They have Okay, so I give them that. Just, just food, food for, for dogs. dogs. I've been doing it forever. That's why I do that. And I'm good with that. And then but, throw but a little bit is, of good kibble in. Don't go buy lunch do, meat and throw that in on top of but it. But if I want to, because it makes it more tasty and they like it, He didn't eat it and the lunch the meat was sitting in front of him. Um, but he'll eat it at some point. And then he has diarrhea all over the house. I don't think it's because of the the, the but, cold cuts. But we don't know, right? Because you're not, you're not trying. Bit. But anyway, it's not that big of a deal if I want to... It is when there's diarrhea all over the house. It's not all over the house. What are you talking about? Where was he yesterday? Outside. And then where was the other one? Outside. No, the other one. Outside. By the dining room table. Okay, one. <laughs> that was dripped over a couple of different spots. It's okay, he has an obsessed so stomach. So it's all over the house. No, it's not all over the house. Oh my God. Archie, can you tell this dude I agreed, to leave you I alone? I agree to adopt Archie, and then now we're arguing about not giving him people food. I'm going to talk to the vet. If the vet says it's You've absolutely You've been saying that for horrific. a month. No, you have. You're not a vet. Yeah, but you're not talking to the vet, and it's been a month. Because I have given my dogs home-cooked meals a lot. Lunch meat is not a home-cooked meal. I'm going to buy some turkey and I'm going to cook the turkey. That's going to make you feel better? You already bought food for dogs and it's got turkey in it. But they don't gravitate to it as much as uh, me. I Boiling think what you're chicken doing is you're and enabling and you start catering to them and then it becomes that much more challenging just to feed the dog in the morning. Eric, do you know that Jessica from Love is Blind, your favorite show was spotted, I guess there's a picture of her giving wine to her dog. You're complaining about a little piece of turkey. Drinking companion. Oh, and you're fine with that? No, I'm not fine with it. I'm joking. Jessica, no. I think he wants to date Jessica's you. Jessica's Even though control. he's never seen you. I have never seen her. Sounds like a wild woman. Um, no, that's crazy. What are you doing giving a dog wine? That's ridiculous. Oh, you know, you know, You'd probably do it if it helped the dog eat. No. You'd be like, oh, I was just no. trying to help. But this is a true story. So, you know... Um, Malta was my last episode that I had for 20 years. Malta, um, when I used to travel, if I had to travel to do a movie or whatever, um, Nino, one of my good friends, Nino will take care of, of Malta, right? Pet sit her or Clark. One is my makeup artist and another one is a dear friend of mine. Um, and they <laughs> But not a friend. The one? One's a makeup artist, not my friend. The other one's a good dear no, friend Clark of mine. No, Clark is also uh, I Clark know, is like my brother. Two friends of mine. No, like 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 they're family to me. So <laughs> that one, I would I would trust them with my life. They love dogs, but they both smoke weed, and it was the funniest thing. I'll be like in Germany shooting, and then Nina will send me a picture of of, of Malta because she's at the apartment with him. I guess he's smoking weed, and she'll get all high, and she'll send me a picture of Malta. Malta's eyes are like in Peking, like she was like all high. It was the funniest thing ever. And so they, they it does affect them if you give them drugs. And the weirdest part about that entire story is Malta's name. Mota is slang for weed in some oh, Spanish really language. Funny. No, this is okay. This is a true story. So Mota in Puerto Rico, Mota, and there's even books about 
um, a little white dog called Mota. Mota in Puerto Rico is like a powder puff. It's like what you use for makeup, like a white powder puff. So when I got Mota, she was a white lasab, so and Mota looked like a powder puff. I'm going, oh my God, she looks like a Mota. And her name is Mota. Like seven months later, she's still a puppy. I am. Um, I used to live in Beachwood Canyon, so I'm taking her for a little hike. And I'm with Mota, and I can say, Mota, Mota. And this old man that looked like a hippie, like a homeless, I don't know who he was, comes over and says, do you have some Mota? And I was, excuse me? He said, Mota, Mota. I'm going, excuse me? And I said, no, Mota, my, my, my little dog, Mota. And he starts laughing. He goes, no, Mota, Mota, we. And I'm like, no, 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 sir. No, no, I don't do that. No, I'm so sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. And then they explain to me, in Mexico, Mota is what we call moto. A little moto is like a little like slang like for weed. weed. So everybody so you named your forever. Dog after a no, I didn't. I named her after a powder puff. Anyways, oh. you want to take a break because we have some emails that yeah. we are going to answer. And we'll come back. Okay. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So first email is from Terry, and it goes like this. My husband and I are getting married in June. Mucha gente me ha dicho que when you get married, so many people tell me that when you get married, it is totally different and everything changes. Todo cambia. But what changes? Pero que cambia? Los dos queremos nenes y queremos tenerlos ya. We both want kids and we want to have them now. I'm 22. I'm going to be 33 in August. And my husband is 34. So what changes, Wait, Eric? you said I'm 22. I'm going to be 33 in August? <laughs> No, How the she's hell that 32. Happen? No, you said she's 22. I'm sorry. She's going to be 33 Terry in August. Terry is 32, but she's turning 33 in August, and her husband is 34. Eric Winter, what changes when you say, I do? Everything. Really? No. I think, um, look, I don't think much changes. I think you just have to, I, they're 32, 33. I mean, they're in that age of where kids are sounding to be pretty good, but I always tell friends that, ask my opinion, I don't try to pose my opinion on them but if like if you get married try to enjoy being married for a little bit you know enjoy a year or two of just you time and even though maybe you've been together for a long time it's now official and it's your life partner you know ideally enjoy being married a bit because once kids come into the mix that's when it really changes that's when it becomes all about those little beans and often so much less about the couple and that's when I think people can get in trouble. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think change, things change um, when you say I do. I think I think things change when you have when you add kids to the. Maybe equation. some people feel a sense of pressure when they say I do. Like there's, I have I have friends that have been together twenty something years and just don't want to get married because they're like everything's great. Why why uh, fix it if it's not broke? But it can continue being great. It doesn't have to. But maybe there's a pressure they feel south. that comes with it that once you make it legally binding, even though it kind of becomes legally binding anyways when you're 20-something years into something. Exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't... It's the same thing. I say go for it, get married, don't worry about the changes. So you're advising them... But enjoy them, marriage. You're advising them to just, at least for two years or one year, just travel uh, whatever and you can have, Whatever they can afford to do before they feel the, uh, you know, time crunch of having, having babies, enjoy each other. Okay. So that's the advice. Otherwise, you're going to be scheduling time to enjoy each other, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah, but she's thir- she's going to be 33. He's 34, and you know my advice: don't don't start trying to have kids after 35. So if you can do it at 35, just do it. Okay. Okay. So next email Dina. from Dina. I love your podcast. I would like you to talk about how it was meeting both families for the first time, when Eric brought a Puerto Rican girl to his dad and his mom, and when Rosalyn brought a gringo to her Puerto Rican family. Must have been hilarious. I'm Puerto Rican and my family is super loud, but we always have a great time. When my American friends hear me to hear hear them talking to me, they think we are fighting. Well, that happens. That even happens with Sabella. Sometimes we're just talking, even though you're not Latino, we're talking, and Sabella thinks that we're having an argument. Yeah, because we talk very loud. Because we talk loud. Because um, you think you're you're Latino. That's the thing. With I think with my family, there was zero shock that I brought a Latina home because I grew up in La Puente. 
and I dated all Mexican girls my whole life, pretty but much. How was I think it I had bringing maybe up like, Puerto Rican? Maybe I had like one white girl I dated in high school, maybe two. And then my first wife was white, which was, she was from Thousand Oaks. And I remember going there and I was like, I felt uncomfortable. I was like, oh my God, there's no diversity here. This is so weird. This isn't La Puente. Coming from the whitest person in the world. I'm white on the outside and brown on the inside, I guess. Because oh my God. I was so confused That's when I was awesome. there. It was like surfer skater. I was like, what is going on? I mean, there was a lot of that where I grew up too. But needless to say, I don't think my family was that surprised. They, you know, they're like, awesome. You're happy. You're in love. Was your family surprised that you uh, wanted my to marry family, a white guy? My family was over the moon. They were oh. very happy. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yes, you know. That's nice. Because my, 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 my mom, that's all she wished for. She wanted me to marry blonde, with blue eyes, and tall, and white. Like a, like a Ken. Like a you Kendall? are you Like a Kendall. You are like a dream come true. I think my mom w- uh, willed you to come into <laughs> my life. My father could care less. My father doesn't care. My father just wants me to be happy and, and but I remember he hugged me. You always said... She always kept warning me, oh, my dad's going to have this talk with you. He's always had this talk with every guy I've ever dated and get ready for that talk. And I remember he came in town. They came in town for the holidays and we were with them. And my dad is very dry. A good three weeks or something. And we laughed. We all joked around. And then when it came time to take him to the airport, I got him out of the car and he gave me a big hug and just said, take care of her. And I said, okay. And I was like, I think I got this. And she was like, did he just hug you? I know, because he doesn't hug anybody. Yeah, I was very shocked. He loves you. My father yeah. thinks you're great. So I think that, yeah, there was My brothers there. like you a lot. Yeah, no, my, my, my family was very happy. My family was I asked for everybody's happy. permission. I asked for your brother's permission to marry you. I asked oh. for your, yeah, I asked for everybody. Three older brothers and dad, I got clearance from everybody. And everybody was on board. Um, so it was pretty smooth on our side. I mean, outside of my, our family's meeting, I think seeing a bunch of loud Puerto Ricans was funny. We've talked about that, like with parandas and all those sorts mm-hmm. of things. Like there is a difference, but I also have a big family that's very loud too. I have a large yeah, family. Not as, loud as, no. not as loud as, no. It's a different kind of loud. Yeah, yeah, it's different. So it wasn't, uh, yeah, we didn't have that, that It was experience. great. It was good. It was, they were very happy. And then from Kim, just wanted to toss a debate dilemma your way. My husband and I have been together for 10 years. We went to college together and have always been open about career aspirations and supporting each other through that. I became a teacher, and he just finished med school. He's now applying for residency positions across the country. Prior to getting married, we discussed plans, and I said I would move with him for his residency. The dilemma now is whether or not it would be fair for me to change my mind about moving. What do you think? You want to answer first? You answer. No, you go ahead. I mean, Kim, <laughs> you you made this agreement that you would move. I don't... I don't think there's uh, backing out of that. I think he's been in med school and uh, he's got to go find a job. He's put a lot of years of schooling in and he's got to go find a job as a doctor and you agreed to do that. So I think pulling out of that decision now really complicates things. You have the right to do it, but I get his position if he has an issue with that because he did everything knowing he had your blessing and that this was going to go, that you were going to be supportive of that, of that shift. Roz. My brother, my oldest brother, Carlos Ivan, we call him Pito, which is funny. Pito in Mexico, I think is a Pito, a Willy, but in Puerto Rico it's Pito. <laughs> so Pito, my oldest brother, is a what, doctor. What does that have to do? <laughs> because every time I tell people Pito, people go, Pito. I know, his name is Dick. Weed. I know, no. Anyway, so Pito, Carlos Ivan, Dr. <laughs> Carlos Ivan Sanchez. What the hell? Um, he... Um, that help you, Kim? 
lived in lived in Puerto Rico, right? He met his wife in Puerto Rico. She was a nurse. He was a doctor. Um, they're both still that. Um, and he got a great position at a veterans hospital in El Paso, Texas. And they went through this because she was like, I don't know if I want to leave my family. And she's very family oriented to go to El Paso, Texas, which is really far away from Puerto Rico. And at the end of the day, she was like, you know what? Uh, he's the breadwinner of the family and he's my husband. And if whatever is it's good for the family and whatever makes him happy, I guess I'm just going to go and, and I'm going to build a new life in El Paso, Texas. And they did. And they are thriving and they're doing incredible. She misses Puerto Rico incredibly. They both do. But in this case, I think that you do what's best for the union and for the family, unless and you have an incredible position and you're like, you know, you're asking me to leave my career and but I that, make But you're missing the point of her question. She already said that she would move with him. She agreed yeah, to but, do but, that. But now you, she wants to change her because mind. You're, but you also have the right to change your mind, Eric. Things can change. I, no, I know, but you can understand why he would not be pumped about that. I understand his point of view, but he also needs to understand what, I mean, what, he needs to sit down with Kim and tell her what, 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 what's, what's exactly going on. Why, why are you changing your mind? Give me three very solid, logical reasons, and then we can have a conversation. That, by the way, why aren't we talking like that when we're having a dispute? That was perfect. Because that's how it goes. I'm great at giving <laughs> advice. Great advice. Mean, yeah, I'm great at giving advice. doesn't mean that I'm going to apply next, it when it comes to me. next time we have a dispute, I'm going to say, okay, Roz, give me three reasons. It's great. Oh, I'll come up with the three. I'll hey, come up with five. Up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, most great. likely I'm going to just be sh- I don't want to talk about it. Right, Kim, I have my helps. reasons. Just leave me alone. <laughs> hope no, that helps. Kim, listen, if it's a great job opportunity, and if you have no kids, and can you find it in your heart to just support your husband and then and, and, and do it? And if it doesn't work and you're very unhappy, you can always go back to where you came from, you know? But at this point... You can always point, break up with him. Don't tell <laughs> I'm kidding. Her to I'm, break kidding. Up I'm joking. I'm joking. Him. I'm joking. No. Anyway, so that's our advice because we're so good at giving <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. No. Kim, you know what to do. You got this. Do what? Follow your husband? <laughs> no. Kim, you know the, what to do. Stick Follow to the your heart. Agreement. Keep it simple. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what else, Eric? I you have any good. funny anecdotas que contar? No. I feel good. Are you bored with I think me we already? we solved Kim's issue and I feel good. I want to end on a high note. Kim, can you write us back at um, <laughs> Eric and Ross at iHeartRadio.com? Kim, can you give me, can you write the three reasons, the valid logical reasons why you want to stay? And we can talk about that. Till next time. Bye. Love, Love you. you. Subscribe to He Said Ella Vijo on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.